Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then you know what this show is all about. It's all about horror movies, exploitation, sci-fi, fantasy, gems in the rough, all that good stuff. And today, I'm going to get back a little bit uh, more into the swing of things uh, after, now that I'm done with the top 100 and best of the year. I don't, I, I should have done a worst of the year, but you know what? Uh, we'll save that for uh, for Movie Freaks. I'll do, I'll get into that a little bit uh, over on Movie Freaks show. Uh, but today, because I got so far behind on uh, on so many uh, so many smaller Blu-ray uh, label releases over the past oh boy, it's been like a month. Uh, I thought that today I would just start to catch up on what has been released, what's coming out. Uh, and all that good stuff, because there's, uh, I gotta say, there is a ton of great stuff happening, especially overseas, but not just overseas, here in the United States as well, with regards to uh, to smaller independent labels releasing some truly obscure stuff, stuff that, that I never dreamed would have been on Blu-ray, and that's even after... Uh, after already low end stuff has been released, I'm like, oh wow, they're really they're really uh, uh, digging through the muck to pull up some of these things. But I I love that. I think that that's great when a studio um, or where a, a, a Blu-ray releasing company actually gets the rights to a, a movie that that honestly does not have a big following, more than likely, um, but still gets the licensing, remasters it, uh, puts some nice artwork together. Maybe some special features and releases it on Blu-ray, and uh, that, I think that's great. Um, and, uh, and today, I want to I want to start with uh, a company in the UK that, honestly, to me, it seems like they're almost taking over for where Arrow left off. And when I say Arrow left off, Arrow still does a great job. They are uh, probably them and Grindhouse are probably two of my favorite Blu-ray releasing studios. Um, however, Arrow doesn't quite do the horror that they used to, especially the stuff that uh, is being released by uh, this company called 88 Films. Uh, 88 Films seems to now be releasing stuff that Arrow used to release. Now, Arrow still releases great stuff. They just, actually, they sold out of it. Um, the uh, three-disc limited remastered uh, box set of the first three Hellraiser movies that supposedly is like, worlds better than the old uh, Blu-ray release of the first two uh, movies that I have, and that I, I think look okay, but someday those will be mine. Uh, I'm not sure if Arrow, how Arrow's going to bring them over here to the States, or or what the deal is there, but rest assured, those will be mine sometime. Um, okay, so as far as, uh, as far as 88 films, and I'm just going to touch base on them just a little bit, just to let you know what they're doing, uh, which is so cool. So cool. Um, they came out with, uh, several different collectible lines of, uh, of movies. And, um, I gotta say, uh, I'm, I'm trying to collect all of them, uh, 
with regards to to their to their lineup. One of the lineups is the Italian connect or the Italian collection, and the other one is and I'm just pulling them out here the Slasher Classics collection. Um, great stuff. Uh, great stuff that these guys are doing, especially with regards to uh, the the Italian collection. And I'm just going to go through the list of of uh, of the movies that they have. I have of the Italian collection. I've got, I think I've got nine of them now, and I'm importing them from the UK. They are region B locked, so keep that in mind if you are interested in these. They're they're region locked for the most part. Um, so the ones that I own currently are I own number two, uh, Bloodstained Shadow. I own number four, Blast Fighter. Number five, Zombie Holocaust. Six, A Blade in the Dark. Seven, uh, The Beast. Number eight, Hitchhike. Nine is Zombie Flesh Eaters 2, which is actually uh, Zombie 3. Uh, Ten is SS Experiment Camp. And eleven is Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. And actually, I've got Emmanuel and the uh, Cannibals on there on its way uh, as well. So, but... Uh, some of the other movies that they had, th this Italian collection is so cool. And of course they make them in such highly collectible um, cases and covers that you just, if you're a fan like me of that stuff, you just, you want them. Um, the children of the corn is going to have, I think they may already have been released, but they have the, the first three movies they're releasing on Blu-ray rem uh, remastered. Um, but Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals, I'm really looking forward to that. I've seen that one once on uh, DVD many years ago. It's more of a softcore uh, type thing versus horror, but I do recall the ending being quite uh, quite gruesome and uh, really cool. So anyway, but I've got to say that uh, – and 88 Films does get some flack for some of their transfers, but to me, with the movies that they're releasing, I think they look great. Uh, something like uh, – Blast Fighter, for example. Uh, Lumberta Bava. I mean, Lumberta Bava is... Uh, I, I love that director. Uh, he's done... He directed Demons, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And um, it's funny, on the back of this Blu-ray, it says, Lumberta Bava's best film, says Quentin Tarantino. I don't know about that. But it's just cool how so many of these old-school Italian uh, movies, they so are... Uh, I don't want to say ripping off, but that's kind of the best term, ripping off uh, American counterparts. And this Blast Fighter is pretty much uh, basically take uh, part of Deliverance, add in some Rambo, and uh, bada-bing, there you go. And throw in maybe a little bit of Chuck Norris, I guess, too. Um, and there it is. It's uh, But it's thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, some of these movies from 88 Films are not... So good. SS, SS Experiment Camp was a slog to get through. Um, but the fact that a movie like that is on Blu-ray is just crazy. Um, of course, the cover for SS Experiment Camp is way more risque than the movie itself. Yeah, it's a softcore, you know, not, Nazi exploitation movie, but uh, it, it doesn't even come close to living up to the heights of something like Ilsa or... Uh, some stuff that Bruno Mattai has done already. Uh, but it's still it's still in my collection, and I'm proud to own this. Uh, the, one of the most recent ones that I watched was Hitchhike, and I'm going gonna, 
I'm going to actually talk a little bit more about this movie on Movie Freaks. Uh, this one here is a little bit more well-known. Franco Nero is in it. Uh, Ennio Morricone is, uh, does the score. Beautiful, creepy and eerie score. Um, and this one here features a Bond girl in uh, one of the leads. And, of course, David Hess, who we all know from Last House on the Left and uh, House at the Edge of the Park and all that stuff. Um, he's in this as the villain. I'm not going to spend much time on that in this movie. I want to talk about this more on Movie Freaks. But, again, a, a fine addition to this lineup. Um, but I'm just so impressed with what these guys are doing. And I'm guessing that this is a pretty small company that's releasing these. Burial Ground is coming out. And uh, Andre Bianchi is the director of that. And that one there is one of my favorite uh, Italian splatter horror movies. I have seen that movie so many times and I'm excited about the release of that. So I can't wait before I, I can't wait for, for that one to come out, especially because the American Blu-ray release that is quite dated already was already not good when it came out. So I'm really hoping that this one here is cleaned up and uh, looks all nice and shiny. And the collector in me really wants to get the entire series of, uh, of the Italian collection, although I will say that some of the movies have already been released, like I said, and actually look really good. I actually have Spasmo. That's another one that was uh, released here in the States that 88 Films got. And I have Spasmo. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get the 88 Films version of that just to have the complete collection, as well as Night Train Murders. And Night Train Murders is a great movie. That's basically uh, Last House on the Left. Uh, done on a train. And if you are a fan of Hostel 2, like I am, I love uh, Eli Roth's Hostel Part 2. Uh, there is a, there's a train scene in the movie, and it very much, you can tell that uh, Roth was taking stuff, uh, paying homage to Night Train Murders. A great movie. Uh, that, that there, I'll probably want to get that one from the, for this collection as well. Um, so, Anyway, uh, but so these guys are, are doing a bang-up job with, uh, with just releasing these cool old-school horror movies over in the UK. And, um, you know, that's the joys of having a region-free Blu-ray player, being able to import this stuff. You're able to collect these, these movies that, uh, you know, some of these I can't imagine are ever going to see the light of day over here in the States. So import away. Uh, and the Slasher Classics... Uh, collection is another one that I'm I'm getting some of them, but of course I had already got uh, some of these movies from uh, Vinegar Syndrome released a couple of them that I have, and so it's just it's really hard for me to rebuy some of these movies. Graduation Day, which I really like, I think that is an underrated uh, slasher movie. Uh, in fact, I would probably put Graduation Day ahead of some of the bigger name slasher movies of the early '80s. You should check that one out. Uh, and Vinegar Syndrome released Graduation Day uh, on Blu-ray about the same time, maybe a little bit before the uh, 88 Films version. Uh, but anyway, it's it's out there. And also Don't Go in the Woods, which is just terrible. But I gotta have it. So I own the, uh, the, the American version of that. Mother's Day is another one that was released. Nailgun Massacre, which uh, Code Red put out. I have the Code Red version. X-Ray. Now, I have the Scream Factory X-Ray, which is uh, packaged 
uh, with uh, Schizoid as well. So this is just the standalone release of X-Ray that 88 Films got. Uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, which uh, Fred Olin Ray put that one out with his uh, retro media, I believe, and I have that one. And I actually prefer that one mainly because it's uh, autographed, signed by uh, Fred Olin Ray, so uh, I probably prefer that one. Although I will say that the 88 Films version has the original theatrical poster cover art on the Blu-ray versus a newer, slicker-looking one from the American release. This is total horror nerd talk now, but that's nah, fine. That's what this show's all about. Um, okay, so some of the other ones that we've got here in the Slasher collection that you should check out. Um, I said Graduation Day. Uh, Splatter University, I actually got that one. And uh, I hated it the first time I watched it, which was uh, VHS. And then, again, uh, they come out with... Uh, uh, Remastered version of this admittedly very low-rent, cheapy slasher movie. This is bottom-of-the-barrel slasher stuff, right in line with Don't Go in the Woods. Um, but there's a little, there's a certain charm to the movie. Uh, honestly, this movie here, Splatter University, at only 80 minutes long, this feels like it should have been a short film, like maybe half hour, it, maybe. And I think that it would have been great because the last 10 minutes or so are good stuff. And even the beginning, I like the beginning and the very end. It's just that middle stuff, the middle portion of the movie that just flies off the rails, literally flies off the rails. And, uh, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it is what it is. And right now, if you, the listener, are hearing these pings, that's my, uh, that's my co-hosts on Movie Freaks that are, uh, are just going back and forth, texting, 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 and I'm not going to answer them because I'm doing a podcast. Uh, Slaughterhouse is another one that I own and I really, really, really like. That was... Probably of all of the 88 films uh, slasher collection, I would guess that uh, Slaughterhouse is probably my favorite one. Uh, it's the most well-made of the bunch. Boogeyman is another one, although that one doesn't hold up near as well. And Nightmares in a Damaged Brain uh, is um, one of the sickest, most vile slasher movies that uh, I've ever seen. Ever. And I had the Code Red Blu-ray. And I was happy with the Code Red Blu-ray. Uh, wasn't planning on importing this. And then I find out that uh, there's some scenes in this movie that were not in the Code Red release. And it is a different transfer. And this movie here, I have a long history with Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. Starting with when I was a kid, going to the local VHS store and seeing this the big box uh VHS of this on the bottom shelf, Nightmares and a Damaged Brain, and the back cover, the back of the D, uh, the VHS was just gore-soaked. It was horrible. And of course, I was like, what is this? I have to watch this. And uh, and so for years, obviously, I couldn't watch it. And then I, uh, but I remembered the the back of the box and the scenes. And then I worked at a VHS store in my late teen, early 20s. And um, a salesman came in one day, uh, literally with a box of VHS tapes, just just trying to sell VHS tapes. And low-end, like from a company you've never heard of before. Uh, and one of them was a movie called Blood Splash. And it had some nude chick in a shower with a, uh, a hand with a knife ready to stab her or whatever. And uh, it looked... 
ridiculous. I mean, you could tell this was just like, you know, a, someone's Polaroid camera is what it looked like. It was so bad. Um, but then I turned it around and I saw the back of the box. I'm like, whoa, that is that those are scenes from uh, from Nightmares and a Damaged Brain, I think. Well, the guy that I the, my boss, he it was cheap. So he was like, I'll buy it and uh, and, and have it to rent. And he did. And of course, immediately I take that thing home and I watch it. And sure enough, it was an edited version of Nightmares and a Damaged Brain. However, uh, the stuff that they cut out, interestingly enough, was not the violence or the gore in the movie. It was uh, pacing and character beats. So after that VHS release, um, the only truly uncut, fully uncut version was, I think, a Dutch VHS release. And this is like this movie is notorious for not being able to, uh, for people not being able to view the actual, the complete, complete uncut version. Well, uh, there was different versions that were that were released on DVD. One was the UK, and that was of course butchered to bits with the uh, with the violence. It was a lot longer with the character beats and the uh, the plot, but they cut out all the juicy stuff. Uh, finally, Code Red. And I think that before Code Red got it, Navari Entertainment, whatever, held the rights to it, and they wouldn't do anything with it. Wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything. So finally Code Red got it, and I'm just going by my knowledge, so you know, don't quote me on this stuff. But Code Red got it, and finally a DVD was released, and a Blu-ray re was released, and I paid top dollar for that thing, 30 bucks. And I've watched that movie. Actually, I had a friend... Uh, convert the old I actually had I copied uh the VHS version Blood Splash I copied that from VHS to VHS years and years and years ago and so I had a boot a boot copy of that which it was already a crappy copy uh the Blood Splash transfer was horrible and then I had someone take that VHS and actually put it onto a DVDR and I still have that uh I have Blood Splash on DVDR and uh and so that was the version that I was used to, and uh, and I've watched that movie so many times. And then I finally was able to watch uh, as close to an uncut version as I had ever seen with this Code Red Blu-ray release. And uh, it looked really good for what it was, got some great special features, and it was great to see this classic, I think a classic, uh, in high definition. Well, then 88 Films comes along and says, oh, no, no, no guess what? We have more scenes that we found, and sure enough, they do. And it doesn't add up to much, but I am a horror nerd, and I must see that. And honestly, the seconds that are added back into this, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's not even a minute. I mean, I don't even know if it's 45 seconds. Um, so you might be laughing, but trust me, certain movies that you're attached to, you want to see everything. And this movie here, I do. And those little extra beats in that movie, in this transfer and release, add to the movie. It truly does, and I love it. And even the transfer itself seems uh, better than the Code Red release. Not that I don't like the Code Red release. I really like what Bill is doing with Code Red and uh, his quirky personality and the quirky, weird, odd movies that he puts out. I like to support him. But uh, I definitely prefer this version. It is Region B, so uh, unfortunately, you Region A only uh, uh, people out there, you can't watch this version. But 
I highly suggest you invest in a all-region player and import some of these great movies. Uh, so anyway, Nightmare in a Damaged Brain is probably, to me, their best of the Slaughterhouse. That and Slaughterhouse are really, really, really good. Um, but anyway, I'm just very impressed with 88 Films, what they're doing. And it's not just the horror movies. They're doing other stuff as well. I just recently got uh, the uh, American Ninja set, uh, the four-film set. I'm looking forward to watching. I know that the first two movies I quite enjoy. I haven't seen three and four, although my co-host on Movie Freaks, Eric, has watched part three, and he hated it, so I'm not expecting much. But part four might get things back on track. We shall find out. Uh, and there's also a really good uh, retrospective on that on the uh, the four pack uh, about the making of of uh, American Ninja that I'm really really looking forward to seeing because some of these movies it's just the backstories on these movies and how they were made, and the time they were made, what the the obstacles were to get to get the movie made. It's not like it is now. I mean these movies are shot on film, and this is not hey let's grab a two thousand dollar high def camera and couple lights and you know it, it's not like that now I watch so much garbage on Netflix that looks great and is slickly shot but uh, obviously it, they did it because they could which is great that's super good for you but I think that there's a lot more that went into something like I mean seriously something that even went into something as silly as zombie flesh eaters from zombie 3 from Lucio Fulci I think that there's more that went into something like that shooting in the Philippines and having uh, elaborate, although cheap, elaborate special effects and just shooting all over the place um, versus, like, I just watched a movie called Anguish on uh, on Amazon and uh, it gets fairly good reviews. And again, I'm going to talk about this on Movie Freaks tonight, but uh, I, I didn't hate it, but it was, I would pick one of these old Italian movies any day over that, mopey, emo, hipster, sulking around, mumbling to each other, shot in HD nonsense that will be forgotten. That will be forgotten. And here, uh, there are fans of something like Zombie 3 from Lucio Fulci and some of these other movies, A Blade in the Dark and uh, SS Experiment Camp. There's fans out there. There may not be many of them, but... uh, there's just something about that style that is long, long, long lost. And unfortunately, I'm, as much as I would like to say that we still have filmmakers trying to capture that, and we do, uh, it's just not quite the same. Uh, Green Inferno is a great example of trying to capture what made Cannibal Ferox and Cannibal Holocaust so good. And uh, as I did enjoy that movie, but it just... It's not the same. They just don't make them like they used to. They truly, truly don't. So anyway, I would, again, highly, highly suggest if you can import uh, some of these movies and support movies like this. They're so much fun and they look great and they look even better on your shelf because all of the the spines match up and they're numbered. And, you know, obviously they're going after people like me that are collectors and I'm a collector. So I want that version. I want to be able to display these this cool setup. Uh, and if that means I have to rebuys uh, Spasmo and Nitrate Murders, yeah, I probably will. So, And there are other companies from the UK that are also doing some great stuff as well. Not to the level of 88 films, I don't think, 
but there are st 101 films is a is an example. Although to me, they seem to just release bare bones uh, Blu-ray releases. But I'm I don't want to complain too much because uh, I got Dolls from uh, from 101 Films before it was released on Scream Factory. I have Rucker Hauer's Split Second, which is a cool cool alien sci-fi horror movie from 101 Films. Um, I've got um, the uh, oh what's the uh, uh, Nemesis? They came out with the Nemesis set, which unfortunately. After part one, there really is no reason to watch those, but they still put them out, and I have them. Yay. So anyway, um, those are the two companies that I really like to see uh, more of in the future, and I know that we will be seeing more of them in the future, as well as Arrow. And again, Arrow, I, I don't want to bash Arrow at all. I really like what Arrow is doing. Uh, I love the fact that Arrow now releases movies in the United States. So it's, it's, it's just another avenue for these cool movies to be released along with Scream Factory and Vinegar Syndrome, Blue Underground, um, Scorpion, Code Red, uh, even Retromedia. In fact, Scalps is another one. Uh, Fred Olin Ray Scalps is coming out. I believe that that's another one from 88 Films. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that Retromedia here in the States is going to be releasing that as well. And I'll, I'm not sure which one I'm going to get. Uh, but that's one I really want to see, if nothing else, for the completely amazing awesome cover that cover is so so badass uh, I gotta have it have to have it yeah, I'm sure that the movie is nowhere close to being that cool but one can dream so um, anyway and, and apart from that another thing that I really like what these studios do and it's it's a win for us fans is when there's a big release that comes out theatrically it just seems like a lot of these little boutique uh, labels try to capitalize on that and they'll release stuff that kind of coincides with it. And I think that's great. So, you know, Code Red released some uh, post-apocalyptic Italian uh, road warrior type knockoffs, which I have. Not all of them, but I've got some of those. And uh, and Blue Underground released uh, The New Barbarians and Escape from the Bronx and 1990 Bronx, uh, Bronx Warriors. Scream Factory released Exterminators of the Year 3000. And I believe I've talked about these movies before on, on the show, so I'm not going to spend too much time on those. But um, but I, I love the fact that when a new release comes out in the theaters, if it's big enough, it's almost like now we're going to see an influx of these lesser-known movies that, that us fans really would like to see on Blu-ray get released because it's in the public eye, and I'm all for that. So when Quentin Tarantino releases a new Spaghetti Western uh, his own version of a spaghetti western, then we get we get some other cool spaghetti westerns being released to kind of try to capitalize on that. And I know the Code Red, uh, I, they just released a movie called Cutthroats 9 that uh, I think is uh, kind of the framework of The Hateful Eight. Now, I haven't seen it yet, and Code Red charges a premium for their movies. So... And I have a couple duds from them, so I gotta kind of hold off a little bit and be careful what I buy, because uh, you can easily drop sixty-five dollars on three on a three-pack of Blu-rays from uh, from Code Red, and that is a chunk of change when you're talking about Blu-rays. Some Blu-rays you can get for ten, fifteen bucks, and they're charging well over twenty. But these are very small titles that uh, you know don't sell the 
most. So I understand the the pricing logic, but it's still uh, you can only spend so much, and then it's like okay, now I'm just throwing money away, especially if the movies aren't that good. And actually, several of Code Red's latest releases I really didn't much care for. Um, the Night Child, The Obsessed One, uh, Revenge of the Cheerleaders. I I have that one. And I didn't much care for it. So, and they're not cheap either. So anyway, um, but I still say try to support these smaller labels because they're doing something that the big, the huge major labels are not doing, and that's releasing these very small, obscure movies, and for the most part, giving them a stellar remaster job that. Uh, sometimes rivals what the big studios can do. And there's also other offshoots too. And I've gone through this before on numerous episodes, uh, but it's just so much fun to talk about these. And this is what I'm all about is finding those little, little scene movies um, that are finally getting to shine and finally getting the light of day. And you know, a lot of these haven't seen, seen uh, a home video release since uh, VHS. Uh, in fact, one of those movies is one that Arrow just released, Blood Rage, which I didn't much care for, but I own it. And I'm hoping that if I watch it a couple more times, I'm, it might grow on me. Uh, we shall see. Anyway, that's going to do it for my show today. Um, I just wanted to kind of try to get back, back caught up on some stuff. Uh, you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions, comments, all that good stuff. Uh, please feel free to chime in, like me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, um, and all that good stuff. Make sure that you tune in to Movie Freaks. We are on iTunes. We are on Facebook. We're all over the interweb right now. And uh, also tune in to our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks. Always enjoy listening to them. And uh, Steve's my my movie buddy. We like to chat movies as well. So uh, make sure that you give them uh, a good rating and give them a listen to as well. We are really ramping up our Movie Freaks uh, Movie Freaks pod show, though, online. So you're going to be seeing a lot more of that as far as giveaways, interviews, special guests. All that good stuff is heading your way on Movie Freaks. And uh, as far as Cinema Soft Underbelly... I'm going to be just be keeping on rocking it over here, talking about obscure, weird little movies, and hoping that you stick around and listen to them as well. That's going to do it for me today. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>